All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of MJ's. We've been uh, asleep at the wheel for a little bit, but we're back and we're at it and we're ready to kick ass and take some names. So I got John with me and Mike as usual. Good evening, fellas. Good evening. So uh, we are one day removed from the end of the NBA season and painful as it is for me for many reasons. The Milwaukee Bucks are your NBA champion. And wow. exactly. So I'll let John kick it off because he's got a litany of things to go over tonight, NBA wise. So regarding the Bucks, I'm gonna say this. Firstly, I actually was rooting for the Bucks the whole playoffs. And Gene's gonna love this. I actually thought they played one of the team that played in the finals was not the team that played the Nets, and it really wasn't the team that played the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that they finally figured out what their flaw was, was all three players kind of wanted to play in the same areas. And once they kind of figured out how to put Giannis right in the paint and they just ran pick and rolls with, and then I was one of these people that was always defending Drew Holiday because I, I love that guy. And I think that he plays such hard defense. And I, what's weird was I just couldn't figure, I had watched him play with the Pelicans and he just made every shot. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't shoot. And I just thought that what their their stupidity is, sometimes they run kind of this funky pick stuff. And then when nothing works, all of a sudden they're like, hey, Drew, shoot the ball. And he's never in any rhythm because Giannis has dribbled the ball for like the first seven minutes or Chris Middleton. And so it's like it was just as weird. Like how often does a third-tier guy, the person they say, hey, just break down the defense and score right now because we need a shot. It's like everything about that was weird. Now, I will say the story of this playoffs to me is shocking because that that toe, they played the worst. The Nets, let's be real. If Nets had one of the two, if Harden was healthy or Kyrie's healthy, the Bucks are just not playing. And there's so many other things. Well, if the Bucks lose. This one's, but, this one's personal but, for me. So yes. I'm going to say. I know, I know you're gonna, he's going to go in on Kyrie there. No, he? look. First of all, no, the, MVP I mean, of, the MVP of the whole thing was Giannis as he took out Kyrie. Granted. <laughs> granted. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, can I, can I, I'm going to push back a little bit. Sure. I saw a stat. I saw a stat. You know that Kyrie hasn't played a full season since 20, I think it's 2014. <laughs> uh, the, n- not a surprise. Wow. But, but here, so it's not, thing. it's not like this is normal. It's normal to me. <laughs> It kind of is, but but there was there was venom on the net fans for for Harden and um, my favorite from UVA, Joe Harris, Joey Buckets, who had nothing. But for me, Harden actually was pivotal in that game five ridiculousness that KD went off on. Just having him on the floor, even though he was on one leg, was able. Can I say the reason? All right, let's get into stupidity. Is the reason I thought that they were the stupidest team in the net series was you got a guy on one leg who cannot play any defense, but they, they were never, jacking threes. Yeah. But if you notice, if you notice what they did in the finals was they were picking to get Chris Paul on Middleton or Chris Paul on drew holiday and drew was backing them down in the post or, and Middleton was backing them down. They never tried every time PJ Tucker's on the floor. You, they just put him right on PJ. So Harden doesn't have to move. And what I thought was stupid was if if you just picked him over and over again, and you got him in the post against Brooke, or you get him with 
Giannis is back. It's an easy two, but they kept shooting threes. And I like I said, you're right. They were the stupidest team. Gene has been talking about how stupid the team. It, even in the Hawks series, I was like, this is the dumbest team I've ever seen because but, when you're that big, right? It, I get, I get the like the, the analytics say you if you shoot a certain percentage, there is a benefit to shooting threes, but you have to shoot over like 35 percent or something like that. But at the end of the day, if your advantage is the fact that you eat everybody up in the paint and you out out rebound everybody offensively and defensively notice like think about game five four and six they think of how many offensive rebounds they got on free throws that Giannis missed yeah that drew holiday got a bunch of rebounds or tip backs and it just that's what i'm saying is like they have the advantage against the nets with size and yet they decided that we're going to go small and we're going to put non-shooters on the court with pj like pj tucker basically is a statue that stands in the corners yeah, he's in the corner. He's a he's just a corner spot. Yeah, he's the corner. But three it was guy. interesting because he's a corner three guy. But did you did you notice in the Bucks series in the Bucks in the Sun series in the finals? You know what he was doing? Every time he was not in the offense and somebody shot, he went directly for an offensive rebound. Think of how many tip offs. Connaughton. They, 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 the they consistently they consistently realized if they're not going to guard us, we're either going to shoot threes or we're going to we're going to jump into the offensive rebound areas and push but like it was just that's what like even though pj tucker was garbage in my opinion i was just like at least he's doing things that are obnoxious from well, he's he, offensive that's, rebounding that's his complete game he's game. an agitator he's an agitator but even he's not useless on offense because he i can't every every third or fourth quarter he had at least two or three tip balls from he would tip them back and it was just like those are big momentum things because when you've got a team that's shooting that many stupid shots Offensive rebounds are out, like verbally available, and I just thought yeah, like if the, you, the Nets series, I thought that they should have lost on the fact that like how is it that they're letting a hobbled team that has literally no shooters, like I just don't understand. Like I thought that their their strategy is similar with the Suns. We're not going to give up threes to the other guys. We're going to let one guy get cooking. And we're just hoping that at the end of the day, we get enough transition points and offensive rebounds and everything. I just think KD is that much crazy good where, like, oh, he K- could just turn it on. Oh, <laughs> I KD was shocked. Was phenomomal. Yeah, but you were right. Phenomenal. Because Joe, yes. Joe Harris turns into, like, don't, Lucius Harris. Don't get me. No, no. no, no. I, I if he was Lucius it. Harris, they win. Okay? <laughs> he was, No, no, no. He needs to go to Shanghai with Ben Simmons, Rudy no, no, Gobert, no. and all was, the other the dogs was, this postseason. No, the, the he, was, the guy makes $15 million a year. He's got one thing to do. No, no, no. no. One. This is the funny one. thing is, is that even he was horrendous, right? Even if he was yeah. awful, they win that series. Exactly. If he's awful, he if he hits two out of ten, they win. He, was he missed two like, wide open threes in game seven in OT. Yeah. One and of those I, goes, I that series is over. It's not like a P.J. Tucker and, who gives you something on the other end. So he's, yeah, he's, and he's it, useless. And, and that was the other thing was he looked horrible on defense. Uh, but then with the Hawks series, let's be real. They literally did not play game one. <laughs> the no, Bucks but, did not play game one. But they figured it out. Like, Giannis's injury was almost a blessing in disguise. Yeah, and that's then what I was saying. Brooke, Brooke we, Lopez goes in the paint, and he's dominating oh, like he should can, be. Can I, just say, can I just say what's crazy about that is that I thought that I got dejected when Giannis got hurt because I thought that he was out for the next season. And the fact that like this is a thing that well, Mike was like, oh, he's a legacy thing. And I was like, this team's like the Bulls. We got this text, folks. What I was <laughs> – my issue with this comment was the dude literally was 
I thought he was literally no leg, and he played game one. And everybody's like, well, game one. I was like, firstly, I throw game one, throw it away. Because there's no way the Bucks knew what they were going to get from Giannis. One. Two, their their game plan, even with Giannis, you can't run the same game plan from game six for the Hawks with game one. It just I thought that they were all discombobulated, even on defense. And I found wow. that game two, like game two, the Suns just shot their uh, like shot out of their minds, right? What I thought, what, what was crazy to me is, go ahead. No, I was go gonna, ahead, I was gonna say two things that surprised me in the finals was Budenholzer making adjustments, like he never used to do that. So <laughs> that like, is a knock on him. That is true. Like that really surprised me. And then I stand, I stand corrected by you guys actually. Cause, um, because Drew was a factor, and I was like, I just don't. I never saw him as a factor. He was four was, for twenty. I was only thinking. Was... I was only see, thinking of him offensively. So yeah, he, yeah. he really didn't play that well offensively. But his defense. By the way, oh man, I'm, so it's ridiculous. So on and off the numbers, on and off advanced stats. I was I was listening to a podcast this morning. He was tw- mm-hmm. when he was off the court. The Suns are twenty points better. <laughs> twenty points better. So whoever you wow. put him on. They were going to score a lot less. So what yeah. was interesting was I thought the Suns misplayed. I, I, like, let's be real. I think Chris Paul was hurt because I've never seen him fumble balls. Yeah, I think so too. I, I never seen him fumble balls. He had a turnover last mm-hmm. night. He came over crest, uh, uh, half court, and he didn't even have pressure. He just fumbled the ball, and I've never seen him fumble the ball. He is Isaiah like 2.0 in my mind. Like They just had the massive handles. But I just thought it was – he didn't realize like they realized he was hurt so they're like we're just gonna plant him like we're gonna plant drew on booker and I, what i was shocked was is that that's when like they started to get cp like really cooking but all the shots that he was hitting in game one and two they just weren't going in i just like that's when i, was, I think he's hurt because i just i couldn't figure out he was destroying the, the the nuggets he was destroying the bucks game one and two and i thought that yeah. the bucks the other thing that the Bucks, the adjustment, the major thing was they didn't give up any corner threes. If you watch game one and two, all the corner threes. The other thing I was shocked was the, the subtle adjustment that he made was he played third three quarters the same way. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, he was like, you know what? We're going to play Portis. Brooke, uh, Brooke Lopez is not playing. And if I don't feel comfortable with Portis on defense, I'm going to go four smalls and Giannis. And by the way, because you're only going to Dayton, I'm telling you my five is better than your five. It was true. I mean, they were right. I mean, because Connaughton got he hot. Destroyed, he destroyed eight. And I was shocked. Connaughton got hot, and he was getting every rebound for a while. And I was like, yeah, dude, that, that guy. Where did that dude come from? How tall is he? He doesn't look like he should be getting six rebounds. Six. Wasn't he six in the six. dunk contest a couple years ago? Connaughton has the – I think he has, like, the third highest vertical ever in the, uh, the combine. So oh, it's like – it, I remember him. Yeah. So what's shocking about that was I like, you know, I thought Connaughton was a decent shooter. This is what's crazy is. And this is why I disagree with what Mike, when Mike compared it to the Bulls, they looked horrible. Two years ago, they were up 2-0 against the Raptors and they looked four straight and they looked horrible. they, they, They just could not figure out how to do anything. And then last year in the bubble, Connaughton looked like garbage. They had George Hill couldn't make it. They just looked horrible, and they just kind of quit. And what tripped me up about this whole playoffs was they were down 0-2 against the Nets, and they should have lost that. I, let's just let's just plain out say they should have lost that series, yeah. even without they should have almost lost. I was shocked that Harden. I think what Harden gave five 
Didn't he have 20 points in game five for some reason? On one leg, insane. yeah. It was on ridiculous. one leg. How do you give up? The guy can't move and you give up him 20 points. I, I just don't think. Yeah, I just don't understand how you can get a guy that can't move. He's on one leg and you give up 20 points. And even that, they lost that game. And I, and I understand this whole toughness thing with them, but I just thought that was a little bit odd. But they were down twice to uh, 0-2. And in the, in the finals, they were down. And what I thought was shocking was I thought that from the Hawks series to the, the, the finals, they played a completely different way. I, I, I've made this argument. I don't know if I've told you this, Mike, but Giannis is not LeBron. He's actually more of like a Hakeem Olajuwon or like a center or yeah. like a Shaq because mm-hmm. yeah. he can just yeah. dribble. The problem is like people constantly say, oh, he's a distributor. It's like, yeah, but he's – the dude – he – I love this thing. You know, he came in the league, he was 6'9", and he was like a buck 70 or something like that. He's gained 50 pounds and he's gained three inches. I don't think anybody I've ever seen that. His hands even got bigger in that period of time, right? So this whole – he he has guard skills, but he's also a freak of nature. Like, he's a one-of-one in my opinion. There's never going to be any – I was trying to figure out the thing that he has that I have never seen um, except for two other players, but they weren't as good offensively. His motor – on defense and offense is just unbelievable. Like, think of how many times he would streak down the court for blocks or alley-oops in this series. It's just insane. Yeah, to be, how many to be missed... honest, I've, I don't think I've ever seen somebody with his motor, not a superstar, with his No, because I, I, I thought KG had his motor, but he didn't care about enough on offense. He was, like, kind of a – he's a Robin on offense. Sometimes he was okay but he's, setting, the, setting the pick, and that's all. Yeah, but he wasn't a guy that, like, you're going to give him the ball – 25 times in the post like Shaq you give him 25 times in the post Alonzo's the other guy where I said that guy's motor is unbelievable except the fact he's just not as skilled and so those are the two guys I was trying to think and so what I was shocked was on every single play think about this on layups that guy streaked on the court and tried to block everything I've never yeah. seen that and on, and think of how and many was, layups I love when he mean mugged oh I love that yeah but even think about when he, uh, Drew Holiday missed a layup uh, in game five. He missed a layup that he was fouled on. It was Booker's la- like six oh, foul. They didn't call it. He intentionally fouled him and they didn't call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and think about Giannis is the one that got that and tipped it in. I, just, I, 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 there were just so many times where he's always at the rim and he's basically playing center or weak side center. So, like, the reason that Giannis – this is very, like, basketball talk, but – Brooke is the guy that they sink in the paint. And then anytime Brooke has pulled out, Giannis cleans everything up, up on the weak side. So the, the reason that they like, oh, it's like, oh, he should be on Durant. It's like, no, the idea is when Durant drives, the guy that cleans everything up is Giannis. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. so I, I totally got it after I watched enough of their games this season. But what I just, to me, he, he I, I, yesterday night, I was going to, I didn't text you guys because I was, I, I thought he was going to score 50 at about halftime. And when he got to 48, I was like, oh, he's not going to get 50. And then he got 50, and I was like, oh, God, okay. And I just thought the crazy part about his 50 was it wasn't a mean – like I, the thing about, like, Booker's 40 was it was really hard. He had 42 games, and he lost both games. But Middleton had 40, and I just kind of didn't realize that Middleton had 40. <laughs> it was just weird 40. And when, when you watch Giannis yesterday, I was like, man, that is a very – no three-pointers, and it's just all – it's like Shaq. It was – he was playing like Shaq last night, and yeah, he, had, he he had one three and like two one, uh, two but, jumpers, two yeah, jumpers. Man. But All the crazy part is too. Shaq, but Shaq oh, didn't yeah. hit free throws like it, like his home and away is crazy. Like 
Giannis is like seventy-five percent shooter at home. And by the way, the free throw thing doesn't bug me because they know he's going to miss the free throws, and they go for the offensive rebounds. And again, the the yeah, Suns should be the, the Suns. Literally, I'm telling you, the guy doesn't shoot free throws well. Why are you not? You got four guys on the line. They got two. How are you not getting those rebounds? And it just that to a, like the Nets series and the Suns series. Are just, it's like one or two plays, both of them. It just shocks me that the Bucks always got it because they actually hustled a little more and they were just there. They had higher motors. And I will say that I used to think that Middleton was a little bit better than everybody said. I don't even care. They need a fourth quarter player and he's their fourth quarter player. And he's actually certain shots. He, he doesn't hit in the first and second quarter. He makes them in the fourth. It doesn't make any sense to me. He just shoots him slower. And I, I, I'm not saying he's clutch because I don't think he's clutch per se, but he just they needed a closer and he's their closer. I just think that it was an amazing – the stories are crazy because I think they should have lost the Nets. Giannis should never – I didn't think – let's be real. Did any of us think Giannis was going to play in the finals? No. No. And then you, if no. he was going to play, was he going to average like 37 no, he was gonna be. he was going to be – in my mind, if he played, he was going to be hardened. You know, like oh no, I I had it even worse. I thought he was gonna be at eighteen and seven or eight. Like like he was gonna be able to be in the post and everything a little bit, but he was not gonna be able to block shots and everything. Right. That He's dude <laughs> freak. You this is what I said. I said that guy is an alien, LeBron's an alien. Those two guys I've seen yeah. take funky falls and they're never hurt. That <laughs> fall look I I blown out my ACL, Mike. I don't know if you know this. I blown out my ACL oh. on my ACL. I'm telling you right now, it took me a year and a half to get comfortable, like back on the basketball court. And what trips me up is I cannot watch that video of Giannis landing because I, I want to throw up. I still haven't been able to watch it over and over again. And what trips me up is I was like, he's got an ACL tear. And I have a friend who is a orthopedic surgeon, uh, uh, PA, and she says he's got an MCL tear. Wow. And like, I'm shocked because it's like the dude. If you look at, it, he didn't even have a heavy, heavy um, brace. He had a soft brace on. Yeah, yeah, it was the lightweight brace. And, and yeah, neoprene brace. So I, I just game one. I was like, no way. That, that's just they're just, just saying that so they prepare for. Gene, I'm gonna say this. I'm really sorry, but the reality is, the Nets should have won that series. You can be salty and everything. I, I the am reality salty. is, you should be really salty because if Joe Harris hits two more, like three three points, one it's shot, th- one. No, 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 I'm not even saying that. They shouldn't even not gotten to game six. If he, he just doesn't go over nine <laughs> in that one game. Well, one, there's one, a, I uh, well, the other game, game three, when it came down to crunch time, Bruce Brown took two shots in the last minute. By the way, by the way, can I say the fact that Bruce Brown, the, the, the lineup that the Nets played is asinine. And that's why I do think the Bucks might have been the dumbest team I've seen get to the finals. Now, the finals are a completely different team. I, I just was shocked how different of a team they were. And I thought that game four, was it game five? was one of the most fun games I've ever watched because they were shooting 50% both teams. Wasn't the last yeah, time you saw a game a five game. where they were just – it was just like they, at one point I thought the Bucks were going to get blown out and then they got really hot and I was just like, wow, this swing is crazy. And It was a great finals, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, how, how bad do you feel for – after all he's been through, how bad did you feel for Monty Williams? Did you see his post-game interview? Okay, so I'm going to say I really like Monty Williams. His story's sad. His wife dies. He's got five kids. Extremely sad. Yeah, he's very, very, like, everybody loves him. However, I'm going to say this, and I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me. My big pet peeve with Chris Paul is that dude is obnoxious. <laughs> like, he, he yeah, there's a couple plays where I thought he was going to hurt Giannis. He was going to hurt Giannis. Yeah. On, on the, the alley-oop, 
Did you see that? It was actually a flagrant foul. They didn't call it. Giannis hung on the rim a little longer, but he undercut him. Talking about when he pushed like Chris him Paul, in the air? Yeah, he, he pushed yeah. him in the air. Um, yeah, yeah. And Chris That's is a, constantly chirping the refs. What bugs me about Booker is it's this first playoffs. First playoffs, right? And I, I'm going to tell you, Booker is a great player. I'm not going to. That guy chirps after every defensive play and offensive play. And he got the benefit of the doubt. I can list off at least eight times where I was like, that guy should have fouled out this time, this time, this time. He should have fouled out four times in game four or was it five? Game five. And I thought he got angry because Middleton shoved him once. And every play on offense, Booker shoves him. So I love Bonte Williams. I just get a little irritated because he – Crowder is obnoxious because he's like he 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 flails and then he fakes the poked eye thing a lot. <laughs> oh, it's obvious that he's poked eye. is good for that too. Yeah, but I just I, for me I, I I felt bad for Monty, but I also think that I don't necessarily know if he's like like a, gonna be like a Hall of Fame coach. I think he's just one of those. Oh, yeah. He might be a Rick he's Adelman a coach. style coach to me. He's a good coach, but I don't know. But I did feel a little bit sad about Chris Paul. But the reality is like. Wait, didn't Adelman get in the Hall of Fame? You better be careful. No, what I mean by that is like, oh, you're right. Adelman did go. Uh, I'll say George Carl. Carl, George Carl. Well, I respect him, and he got him to the finals, but he's not really like he really not. I never thought he was like gonna get them to win the finals. That's how I look at it. Adelman, you're right. You remember this though with Chris Paul? Like my thing when I think of him and like his little moments is. That whole locker room thing with the Clippers and Rockets when they had to get the, po- <laughs> the, the police presence and Charles Barkley lost his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, hey, hey, uh, I'm Blake Griffin. I'm hiding in my locker room. Chris, Chris, pa- Chris Paul's going to get me. Get the police right now. Do you know what's crazy about that is that part of that whole issue was that he couldn't stand Austin Rivers and because uh, he couldn't stand Austin Rivers and Doc Rivers. And then he ended up playing with Austin and like liked him in Houston. I, I, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Chris Paul's a control freak, and I, it just, it, you know, last small point guard to try to do it on his own is Isaiah. And let's be real, that's not Isaiah. Really, wasn't the reason. It's just because they beat the hell out of everybody. So it's right. it's not like it's not the same. But I I I feel bad for him. But I I. In some ways, I look at it and I go, "That guy has maxed out two seasons in a row." I mean, but, the the Thunder making the playoffs last year was crazy to me. Oh, that was oh, crazy. Yeah. They had like four players, and they had a bunch of garbage players. And then, do you think him mentioning the whole Scott Foster thing got his got in the other teammates' heads? No, because I I thought that game referee wise, I thought that they were missing calls as both ways. No, yeah. I mean, I thought that they were letting things go, but like star call, like I I call it the star calls. Like LeBron gets the same calls that Giannis gets, and oh yeah, it CP3 got a lot of calls that I thought were not like really, and then like Booker complained after everything, but like he got a lot of calls himself. I just thought I that for me the problem with Booker is like you've been in the playoffs once, dude. You can't complain after everything. Like you literally fouled. You had eight fouls. I think he had counted eight or nine fouls in game five. <laughs> I just was like, you, you could have fouled out like seven times in that game, and yet like you. And I know you got to work the refs, but I thought it was different i thought like drew and middleton would just say a little thing and then they just walk away and just like move on and then booker was just constantly going at it with the rest and i was like they should just tee up both these guys at least one and that by the way did any of you get nervous when bobby portis got that technical foul that he basically screwed up the whole game 
I got really. I was like, I think the books just yeah, lost because Bobby Portis like, game away. Mike, Mike was like, having I, flashbacks. But I just was shocked. I was like, how? How? Oh, you're up yeah. six. How can you get a technical foul, you moron? <laughs> like, it's the most ironic <laughs> time. You're up six. You're going to give them two free points. They're probably going to get a foul call. And then the, you, it's. I was like, that is the dumbest thing ever to do. You're literally. Like, as long as you score yeah. one more bucket, you're going to win the game. And he, he's like, he basically could have given them four. And, like, somehow, like, you know, I think Chris Paul missed the free throw, and I was like, "Oh, okay, fine. I guess it's gonna work." But I just was like, "That is the dumbest technical foul I've ever seen." Let me tell you a Bobby Portis, a Bobby Portis story. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, nobody here, wants here to hear go. a Bobby here, Portis. Here, here, we go. Here we go. Nobody here we go. wants to hear a Bobby here Portis goes, story. Here, goes a here goes a bull story. So this is why it bothers me so much when they started screaming Bobby Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis. My wife bought tickets a few years ago. For me, I think it was for Christmas or something like that, to go see the Bulls and the Knicks. Which, you know. God, that sounds a, horrible. A, a mar- right. So that wasn't a marquee game. It's a game, horrible game I to go to. You could probably get was, good seats, though. I was, though, at I was the going to great seats. And I was very excited because I, I just love basketball. And she knows I love the Bulls. So we get there. Now, now at this point, Bobby's on the Knicks. So the whole game, the, the going back and forth, so that's a good game. And the Bulls, then the Bulls, we're, we're, we're winning. We're winning handily. I think we're by like 13, 14 points. So my wife has on my old um, Derrick Rose jersey because I'm too fat for it now. So she wore it, you know, just to support my, just to support the boys. So we're sitting there. Like and a, the people, your wife's <laughs> having your jersey. Yeah. I'm sorry, See, I misheard what you said yeah, first. I can't fit it anymore. So, so the people behind us, you know, I'm, I'm all screaming. I'm really into games. I'm like, ah, yeah, yelling at other fans, Knicks fans. That's and, um, not a smart. The people move. behind us look at her jersey. And they say, "Oh, I get it. You're you're with her." I said, "No, she's with me." And then they tell it out. They're like, "Oh, okay." So then Bobby Portis just goes off. He's making these threes and dunking on all the players, and the whole Knicks crowd, Bobby Portis, Bobby, and we lose the game on a missed at shot. the Knicks game. He was at the Knicks at, at the time. At, I thought. Yeah, he's at the at Knicks the, at this point. He was on the Knicks. The whole Knicks crowd was was yelling his name because he was beating up on the Bulls. He brought them back and they won. He's screaming. He's doing all the antics you see him do now. The screaming and the yelling. Or you know, okay. that's the type of player he is. And all right, Let, let's 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 pivot to our conversation <laughs> with Mike. That I have to bring up. Yes, about I the knew Bulls. that would take us there. <sighs> so, for the podcast listeners. Mike Ted sends us texts daily about the Bulls. Everything's about the Bulls. So it all like, comes back to the Bulls. The book, the Bucks are having a good series. He goes, "This reminds me of what Michael got into his first championship." <laughs> and <laughs> by the way, wait, wait, the funny part about what I was trying to tell you was what I was trying to compare. I the the struggles that the Bucks had. I the only team I could think about was the Mavericks because I, the it's Mavericks like the Spurs. They they got through the Spurs and they lost in the finals to, to the Heat. The heat. The then they heat lost the they lost the Warriors in, in, the, in the first, first round. round. Yeah, being so the one seed. I, I couldn't I couldn't make it like that the Baron what, what, Baron Davis the, the, the Baron Davis uh, we love the Warriors and so for me I uh, that I went history wise I could not compare because the other thing I realized was I've never looked at like Giannis as like a straight up. He's a hard guy to like compare to. I gotta remember it's got he's gotta be a power forward center type of comparison, right? So it just the the thing yeah, that I, I just a, I think couldn't you made a good comparison yesterday when you I mean earlier today when you said um uh uh Elijah and Elijah Yeah, he's more yeah, kind he's of like that because I don't I don't 
but I, I can't take credit for that. I was trying to figure it out for a long time. I was saying that he's like a, a combination of like Dominique Wilkins and LeBron James. Cause I can't figure out like mm-hmm. Dominique, you couldn't trust them in the fourth quarter. And LeBron had that vision that Giannis has. But the thing that cracks us up, Gene and I is like, it, he always relates it to something about the Bulls. Every topic. It's like, Hey, that guy played for the Bulls. <laughs> Tony yeah. Snell played oh, for Chris the Bulls. Chris Middleton Body is like Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Which, yeah, by the way, I literally Scottie. heard that Scottie Pippen thing. You know what they said? Mike didn't. Mike removed the context of what they were saying. Was uh, he's Scottie was perfect complement to Michael's skill set. Michael was an yeah. alpha scorer, and Scottie was a do everything else type of guy. And if you yeah, look at it, it, for all of the things that Giannis doesn't do well, Middleton can hit the shots that Giannis can't. That was the comparison, but Mike, of course, turned it into a conversation about the 1991 Bulls are the same as the 2021. No, I didn't say so, the same. I didn't say no, the and same. so that I no, but reminds me. No, no, but what I was, no, no, I was, I was trying, them we were trying to say was the Bulls are up and coming, and if you look at who between the two teams, the rosters outside of Chris Paul, everybody on the Suns is under 24, I think. On Crowder, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm talking about the mean, like, because Mikhail Bridges is going to be there. Right. Uh, yeah, Johnson's going to be good, there. Cam Johnson. That's a good like, point in comparison to the Lakers who everybody Yeah, and then I old. said, the reason I said that, Demo, like, what I was talking about was Jordan was the oldest and, like, Scotty was way younger. Horace was a couple years younger. You then threw Paxson out to compare the two. <laughs> and what was funny was I was like, does he understand what I'm saying? Was Michael was the lead guy and he was the oldest. Giannis is the youngest on this roster right now. It doesn't make any sense. And so I was like confused. And then I was like, how is this a Bulls conversation again? Yeah, it went so, back to the Bulls. They, had the, they have the one dominant player, the compliment player. And then a bunch of that's but, what I was saying. The dominant, but players. I'm saying that big men can't dominate the game. I'll, I'm going to say this: uh, the book. Look, firstly, the Booker. I'm going to say this: the reason Game Five, the Booker has to learn a lot about. Everybody keeps bringing up like, oh, you know, he'd be like Michael and and Kobe. They never went past the the the, the free throw line. Because once you go past the free throw line, that defense sucks in. If you pick up your dribble, especially, I'm going to pull out some stats for you, Mike, and you're just going to, this is where you're going to be like, okay, John knows what to talk about. Do you know how many assists that Brooker had in the fourth quarter in game one through four? No. In the four, zero. So if guess. he gets, he drives in there, he's in, he's a little bit yeah, past saw, the paint. When I saw in Drew the got the steal, he went past the, he went too long. Do you not think that the Bucks are looking at all the numbers and saying, Drew, he doesn't have a fourth quarter assist. So guess what? He 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 makes a big mistake. He drives into Giannis, then he's got to pivot out, and now he's got to figure out what to do with it. When you turn everybody in college basketball, this is what college basketball, the guy turns his back, you strip him. You go if you're fast enough, go strip him right away. Grab that at the ball because his head's turned, right? So Drew gets that, and what I was shocked about was that Booker didn't even like start complaining. Cause he that was I was like, well, there's somebody's gonna complain that, that was foul. It's a clean strip I've ever seen. What bugs me about like this whole like comparison of like the Bulls is there's just I, the it's a, such a different era. These players glorify like three point I, shots and drives. It's just not. It's not the game is so different. No, I don't. There's no. There's no I, I'm there's actually no, nobody. Nobody dribbles twice and pulls up anymore. That was Mike and Scott and all. Um, but but Kobe's but if and butter. I, I'm actually glad you bring that up because these comparisons that people do ad nauseum. <laughs> It's annoying. I, I, I it's obnoxious. I cannot take it anymore. Well, because because to me, Giannis is a 
is a unicorn that I we're right. never going to see a Giannis guy but, because he's again yeah. he goes three inches and he's fifty pounds. His hands got bigger. That's why he, he went from a really okay free throw shooter and his hands got bigger as he got his second year. How is that? Had we ever seen that? I don't think I've ever no, seen that. But, it's, but look, LeBron is a LeBron is not Michael Jordan, and it's right. like these players are not like but, like LeBron is a one of one, and like to me. When you get to the fringe players, like Anthony Anthony Davis is comparable to a KG, to me. But it's what was like, that? I like that. Anthony Davis was comparable Anthony Davis is fairly similar to me. Like he's a combination of KG and Duncan to me. But oh, even that, like the stories are different because Duncan. We're gonna get into this a little later. Duncan literally was a swimmer that at the age of fourteen decided to play basketball. And that now he's the number, the best power forward ever. Like that like story Giannis, doesn't. Giannis, they said Giannis didn't play till twelve, I think, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, not... By the way, the Giannis. Can I tell you a great story? Giannis couldn't. His parents couldn't afford anything, so Giannis yeah, went. I, I read I this article about. Giannis went to a guy that was running a store, like a restaurant near him, and he asked if he could get a job there. And he goes, "What do you need a job for?" He's like, "I got to help pay for food for my family." And the guy said, "You should be in school." He's like, "I got to help pay." He goes, "If you come here every morning, I will feed you." You could go to school every day. And when I heard that story, I said, there's no way. Firstly, is there a player that I've – the only other guy I thought played like him, but it's completely different, was Dennis, young Dennis Rodman. That play, guy played like he was hungry. Like if he didn't play basketball, he was going to starve to death. Giannis yeah, plays that way to me. But I don't believe – like you can't compare Giannis to anybody. Booker is like – I would compare Booker more to Allen Houston than I would – No. <laughs> No, no, no. What I mean by that is, like, Kobe what, is. What do you have against? What do you got? What do you have against Allen Houston? Allen well, Houston it, was a one-trick pony. I remember. Pony. No, and no, no. I, what I mean by that is that, like, what I'm trying to say is he's a better version of Allen Houston. He, Kobe, like, he's not even a poor man. Kobe. I just even remember. What? Just remember. No, no. What bugs me about the one-trick pony? Allen Houston. I used to. Can, I used to have him on my fantasy teams, and I just remember no, like looking so, at his I, lines. Yeah, phenomenal shooter, but he didn't do much of anything else. But but this goes into something that I think that everybody always talks about legacy. I get tired of the legacy conversation. What yeah, I always talk about is the reality is in from the player empowerment era with LeBron James deciding to jump teams constantly, there are no legacies in my opinion. It's just it's it's a rings thing and if you get one ring and your stats are a certain way cuz the offensive stats are just exploding. So like there are like yeah. somebody might blow past Kareem maybe like maybe LeBron might, but like I just the the, the offensive numbers like the Steph numbers are nuts sometimes. Like, but we're not gonna like Steph is a one of one. I I yeah, undersold Steph. Year, he, I think he averaged five threes a game one year. No, I to me I I was one of the people that poo pooed Steph because I you can't win a, a, a series shooting jumpers. Oh, yeah, I was like he the, proved me wrong. The whole, the whole, and, the whole Charles. But yeah, you just but saw with, with the Suns the Suns. You saw it with the Suns. They tried to win it with just shooting jumpers, and it was all mid-range jumpers. And I'm going to say this, Mike. Uh, so they uh, they track they're, – they're crazy people that track this. They watch old-school games of Kobe, old-school Michael Jordan games, and they'll track where each player shot, advanced metrics. And you know that Michael Jordan is the only player in, I think, the history of the NBA throughout his career where the mid-range jumper, he's a 50% shooter. Not even Kobe was 50% shooter. He was sub like forty percent. So like Michael Jordan's the only person where the mid range jumper is a good jumper. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't take it. Kobe was a pretty was like, I he, where Rip was. That, that that I don't know, but the, the 
we're going to go into some of the, like the advanced stats because I've just pulled up. I was because I, I knew Mike was going to go off about his Levine thing soon. So oh, one of the things that was crazy yeah. about this is like, all right, so we're going to talk about Booker right now. Offensive rating. Uh, the, the stat is basically rate when you're on the core, how much do you affect the offense? Kawhi was number one this year. Jokic, Michael Porter Jr. is number three. Somehow Cantor is number four. Number seven is Booker. So when he's on the court, he affects the offense like way. Well, Levine is so like it was like like in the twenties. I, I couldn't find him because it. You know what's cra- crazy? True true shooting percentage. Uh, Gene, you're gonna hate this. You know true shooting percentage is like they take out layups. So like layups, you should be at a certain percent. They weight it differently. You know who number five was? You're gonna be so pissed, oh. Gene. Oh. Joe Harris. Joe Harris. He's the only person that's not in. <laughs> Joe Harris. Sorry. Like, sorry. Sorry. So sorry. 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 DeAndre Jordan was number one at seventy six percent. Robert Williams, Gobert, and then number five is Joe Harris. And Ingles was number seven. There's only two guys that were like shooters, like in the top five or six. So oh to God. me, so, okay. So so, so, so I'm, what, so you tell these people who sit in these basements and don't get laid, who just compile things, are going to tell me that Joe Harris is going to win me something in a big no, no, spot? No, 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 no. Because That's he's efficient? Is. Is that, no, no, is that no, no. What... I'm not saying that. No, no. The effective, the effective percentage is saying, what he's saying is, that guy isn't just a really good shooter. He's a great shooter. Oh, yeah. Now, he was so great that right <laughs> so... now I'm miserable and salty. <laughs> so, 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 my, so, but Mike, Gene, what I'll tell you is that goes for the season. And I think he was a really good shooting. Shooting. I think he was a really good shooter this season. He, it doesn't he, go into effect when he was the pressure when, he... when the pressure get gets up and you've got to shoot the ball with. You become hardened and you got to make up the hardened points. You got to make up the Kyrie points, and then you get very tight. It doesn't go for that. So I'm sorry, but I'm it was just so, interesting. But I'm sorry. So, I'm so, going to focus on you. Make fifteen million dollars a year. You stand in one spot. You have one thing to do. I'm done. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. So, Not so, to harp on the Nets, but why didn't they play DeAndre? Was he injured? Because he sucks. He's terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. He doesn't fit. I mean, in, you he, can't, doesn't, he, doesn't he doesn't fit, fit into the what they do. Nowadays. Yeah. You, you cannot. You can't do anything with them. And like they, I mean, it's for every time you go down the other side. No, but of think court, of how many non-shooters. Fun. Think of how many non-shooters they had on the court. Like if you if you if just you, have too many non-shooters with Durant. You can just double, triple team him. And I just thought right. that at some point the problem becomes, you know, how often can you just kind of lip there, sit there? So let's go to his Levine thing, which is fascinating. Cause I, I, so I pulled up, um, this is what I pulled up. I've been redoing research. I've been doing research for Mike because I was getting really irritated with Before this Mike. Levine thing. <laughs> so, so. I mean, the pedestal that you put a, Levine on is it's absurd. Absurd, yes. It's absurd because I don't understand why this is. NBA.com did like a survey and they ranked the, the shooting guards and they didn't rank them like by position. Like they, they treated uh, Harden as a two or a one. They treated him as a point guard. So Kyrie was ranked number one as a shooting guard. Number two, they called uh, Donovan Mitchell. Number three was Booker. So Levine was ranked sixth. And Bobby uh, Beal was ranked in front of him. Beal was ranked in front of him. Hold on, I'm sorry. It just froze on me. Beal was ranked in front of him. Right after him was Jalen. Jalen Brown was seven. Uh, Paul George was five. And Beal was four. So this is not me. This is not Gene. This is NBA 
writers, MBA professionals, that this is a job. They rank him sixth. Somehow you have him above everybody that ever played NBA basketball. <laughs> no, I, <t> <laughs> I think I, I brought up like, 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 who would you, and like, I just, I, what I find funny about that is if you take just offensively, he scored a lot of points, but I don't know if you've ever heard current Kenny Smith call it. He calls looters in a riot. He goes, they're guys that get fake stats. Andre Blatch and, <laughs> and, you know, Andre, Andre Blatch, Blatch got a $50 million deal because the last 15 games of every season, he averaged 20 and 10 every game because nobody on the Wizards was playing. And he just decided to just fill the stat sheet up. And did the, the Wizards the got – He did play for the Nets. Yeah, but the Wizards took that and said, oh, he's a great player. Look at the potential. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm saying that he fills stats on a bad team. There's and there's plenty that's there's plenty that's of guys a, like a, that. Remember Chris fair. Childs when he was with the Nets and then the Knicks gave him a big deal? Good oh player, God, bad that's a good example. Chris he, good by player, the way, Chris Childs Child beat Chris Childs. No, no, Chris Childs. By the way, no, no, Mike, Mike, Mike. He was one. The 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 Bulls lost ten games. He torched the Bulls, and they, one of the ten losses was against the Nets and Chris Childs, and that got him a contract with the Knicks. I'm telling you, that is the game. I watched that game, and I was like, I've and never heard about this Chris Childs guy. And he torched the Bulls. He torched the Bulls, and he got – But he – yeah, he well, was putting know, up numbers why, all over the place Chris that Childs year. didn't pan out, though. You know why he didn't well, But he still socked – but he, he socked great, Kobe in the face. But he had, so he, I still he, love him. He suffered from alcoholism. So yeah, but he socked Kobe in the face, so I like that. So all is forgiven? All is forgiven because he's the only person I've ever seen just cold cock. I Kobe in the young years. But then when Shaq left, I started to like him. By the way, I'm flipped. I like Kobe. I like Kobe with Shaq, and I, I had his Adidas shoes, and then I couldn't stand him because I thought he was a fake. Like he, remember, like Michael didn't have tattoos, and everybody loved Michael because he was like, you know, the clean cut black clean man, cut. no yeah. everything. And then Kobe came in; he was this clean cut guy, and then he has the rape trial, and then he had a tattoo. And I was like, that, that, that's the guy. That guy is the most fake person I've ever seen. He, that means he wanted a tattoo the whole damn time. Because now, and then the whole thing was like black people like him because he's got street cred now because he supposedly might have uh, raped a girl. I was like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my whole Aww. life. And I was like, oh god, he's like, he's gonna get black. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I like to me, I was just like, dude, I like certain guys. I like Grant Hill because I thought he was a nice guy. I wasn't scared of him. There are certain parts I, I was, scared I was scared. Of him. He's taking over U.S. He's taking over USA next year. Yeah, I was scared of Chris Webber with the Fat Five in Michigan. I always thought that he was scary. <laughs> For some reason, I thought he was a scary dude. My jaw was like, there are certain you players. How much, that how much money the Fab Five would be making right now if they were? Oh yeah, that was another oh, thing yeah. I was to talk about. Is they keep talking about these players that are making money in college. The Fab Five. Uh, that Duke team and the UNLV team in the '90s, they would have made so well, much the money. The UNLV team would have. Who was on that team? Uh, LJ, LJ, Greg Stacey Anthony, Augman, Stacey, Stacey Augman, Augman, Anthony, Anderson, uh, Hunt, Anderson Hunt, George Ackles. That they was also, like 80, they, had, they like also 80, had a bunch of guys. 89, like 50, around there. Uh, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, yeah, I mean, that's an example of, like, that. All right, so can we transition to the offseason? 
Oh no! Wait, we we, we have we we what talked about how Levine is. We Levine, have, go uh, ahead, go ahead. We still haven't talked about Levine enough, I guess. I'll no, I think we have. Bit. When you said Georgetown, I had one quick question. Yes. Yeah, go talks, for it. Everybody talks about the shot, right? Michael Jordan made the shot. Great yes, shot. Yes, yes. Of course. Yes, but yes. nobody talks about how the dude just handed the ball back to the back to Carolina. Fred, you mean you mean Fred Fred Brown? Yes, Fred, Fred Brown. Yes. That's yeah. his can I say? Yes. Can, can I say though, Mike? About? I don't know they if you're always, a big they historian. They show like Michael Jordan won the game. The no, but they show that. No, Trust me. They show that. no, no, they do that. because they show that. Because if they show, I know Fred when, Brown. I know Fred Brown's name. <laughs> no, yes, exactly. And then when if you ever watch well, when they show the '84 Hoyas team winning it all, they show one of the mm-hmm. first things Coach Thompson does is hug well, cause, Fred Brown. Because Mike, I don't know if you know this, but Dean Smith, who I think is probably the best college basketball coach. I mean, this is arguable. Like everybody, we can debate it, but uh, his two championships. Is the Chris Webber timeout call? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and the, the phantom and the pass to wow. James Worthy, and that's what I'm saying. Is yep. that is a weird thing? And there's always been conversations about like Dean Smith was a hardcore control freak, and he was like, like this is how we play, this is how we do everything. Right. And it's just odd to me that like for Gene is probably better at this for everything. John Thompson is one of the scariest coaches ever. John Thompson is a guy that I was scared of as <laughs> a kid. That guy scared. <laughs> And honestly, seeing that man on campus, he was still scary in his. But, but I just thought it was weird that they kind of freaked out in that moment, and it was odd mm-hmm. because it was like they couldn't figure out how to deal with the Dean Smith defense, and it was just like, oh, there was a guy over here. It was a, it was a Carolina player. Yeah, do it right to him. <laughs> just an odd thing to play, but it's a sore topic. I don't want to keep. Up. So, can we we want to talk about the off season, this off season. What do we think? One thing, let's talk about both these teams, the Suns and the. Do we think the Suns and the the Bucks are going to be back? I have my I opinion. I want to hear both. Suns are going to be back. I think they are. I just, I'm in, kind of interested. Oh, be back like, in I'm gonna, I'm gonna go homerism here. Um, I, I'm interested to see what the Nets will do because if they're actually. Oh no, no, up, yeah, but I, I just want to talk about both the. No, the I know, but first. yeah, I, yeah. I think the Bucks will still be there. I just don't know yeah, how yeah. far they'll go next year. So, so I. I, but Mike doesn't know this. Uh, Mike, I also evaluate the cap situations for a lot of teams. This is why I think the Bulls are in it's a horrible situation because they're, oh, they're uh, going to spend money, but I just think it's a stupid year to spend money, and I also think it's stupid to spend money. And what they, So the Suns are going to have to pay Mikael Bridges. And by the way, Bridges, if they don't max Bridges out, he's going to get money anywhere because that's a 3D guy that I actually think is yeah. going to get better. they got to pay Aiden because that yeah. guy was unbelievable through the playoffs. They gotta pay Paul because he's in the last year. He's an option, and I don't know. I, the reason that they're able to afford to pay Paul the amount of money was everybody's still on their rookie deals. Yeah, they're gonna have to pay these guys. And Sarver is notoriously cheap. Like he traded away players just because he didn't want to go to the luxury tax. Um, for the Bucks, but is the cap gonna be flat or is it going to be? It's flat now. Even if it they, no, the problem with the them is next year if they gotta pay Paul thirty five million dollars, Booker's deal comes in. They're basically this was their best year to fill in the roster spot, and like if you look at it, they're probably two players short, the Suns, and they're probably never gonna get those two players unless they find them in the draft, because they're not gonna be able to afford anybody. So the Bucks is a whole different other issue because. Uh, Portis is on like a ridiculously small deal and he's going to get paid, but the, because those three players make so much money, they actually can't afford it to pay him more than $7 million. 
So they, I was shocked that Forbes and uh, Portis were great pickups. They've done a really good job with just picking up random players and making them like a lot of money. Like George Hill, Robin Lopez got like way more money. I don't know how they're going to do this because they don't have any draft picks anymore because they gave them away from Drew Holiday. I tend to think that they're going to have staying power, but I don't think they're going to beat the Nets because I do think the Nets – like the thing I think the Nets are going to do is they're going to sign and trade Spencer Dinwiddie for a 3 and D guy, like a big a big man, like a Thaddeus Young is an example of a player I think that they, they need. They need a four or a five that can shoot threes and defend and everything. Their problem is like after this season, they can't afford anybody because they got three players that are making like $115 million <laughs> combined. No, no, yeah. And they're just never going to be. And that's why I think they have a two to three year window where those guys are young enough to, to win it. And that's why I said, I think they're going to win next year. I just don't think that they're going to have like a, the staying power that the Warriors did. Like, I just no, think they're no, older. No. I don't yeah. think, it, no, it's not going to be like five yeah. years. No. The, uh, but I think that they're going to have like problems that, so Mike, I'm going to say this. This is to my issue with the Bulls. I, I grew up a Bulls and Magic fan. I follow both teams. I I follow the Bulls, Magic. They were, magic. Magic. The, the, oh, if you look at the Magic, they were seven, eight seeds with Vucevic. Mind you, Levine's better than anything the Magic had. But what they did was we have horrible like – Vucevic isn't a defender. We have Aaron Gordon to offset the fact he's a horrible defender. We got a really good wing defenders, but we don't have any good – like we didn't have any good wings, right? So what did the I mean, Bulls I, do? They trade for the guy. Aaron good, with such a... good defender, right? So when they traded for Vucevic, you know what I said? I go, they basically just created the Magic, Orlando Magic, but in Chicago, but they have a better two guard. And guess what the problem is? They don't have Aaron Gordon. They don't have a defensive. They don't have any defensive wings to offset the fact. And they've got a. a and Levine's not a very good defender. So what you've got is an offensive team, and they want to sign like Dennis Schroeder or Lonzo Ball, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I thought, I thought uh, Dinwiddie I might like be going. I don't there. want Dennis Schroeder. I don't want the problem with back. But no, but the problem with Dinwiddie really is even further down. Yeah, I think Dinwiddie. Back you back. cannot. Dinwiddie is better in a three or four. Like if he's pegged on three to four, even if they get Dinwiddie, do you think Dinwiddie wants to go there? Like I think he's at the age where he kind of wants to win. Like he he got them in the playoffs and he was the primary one of the primary guys, and now he's like they try to turn him into a six man, and I thought that was a little bit. You know, I get why he wants to leave. I, want, I get why he's out of pain. Well, I think initially I, he was starting, and then it was like, no, nah, you got to play Lavert, and then this year yeah, he got hurt. Because I, I just think that I think he ends up somehow in. Because I think the Clippers can make a little like I think the Clippers have players and the Lakers have players that the Nets could use. Like they, you know what I'm saying? Like they could trade some yeah, of the like, players are like, Kuzma like they who's like, like they they fit better on oh. different teams but the three teams are capped out so it's like what what player you don't want like hey marcus morris how about we go marcus morris for you know spencer dinwiddie trade so i see that I, the, the thing that i i'm a little bit the, the thing that bugs me about the bulls for mike's sake is the cap for the that orlando magic with the vucevic and like better defensive wings but not very good any other players is it was a seven or six seed right Best this team with even if they do perfect with the drafting or the signing is it's a four five seed. They're never gonna you can't blast past that because then the other thing is they're young and old and in the middle age wise. It's a bad mix. 
You either want everybody young or you want everybody in the middle. It's going to get tougher in the East for the Bulls because you've got the Nets still there. You've got, you've got the, the Bucks. Bucks. You don't know what the Sixers are, are going to do with Simmons. And that was another thing I was going to say is. I don't think you should trade him. His value is at its lowest right now. I don't no, think you I, get I think that him. they're going to trade him for Lillard. It's going to be a three-way deal where a bunch of stuff goes to – I think Simmons goes to a bad team, but a bunch of stuff goes to Trailblazers. Um, like draft picks and young players. I, I don't know who the team is that's going to – it's either like the, the Timberwolves might or the Thunder. I've read, like I've heard like thoughts. So, I like, saw San Antonio too for Ben. I've read that too. I think San Antonio has to make a move. Like San Antonio doesn't have a number one guy at all. And I think they can bait one of these idiot teams that are contenders to think that DeMar Rosen is the missing piece. <laughs> By the way, Mike, I'm going to give you a good story. I'm I'm going to tell folks, Mike is such a homer that it cracks me up. So the story that I have for Mike is that uh, if you watch Friends, there's an episode of Friends where Joey is getting so irritated because everybody's smarter than him and he can't get any any intelligible conversation. So he he can only buy one uh, edition of uh, Encyclopedia. He buys V. And he's at the coffee table with all of his friends, and he's trying to get everybody to talk about volcanoes, and nobody wants to talk about volcanoes, and he just gets bl- like belligerently angry because he's 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 educated on just one topic. Mike is the bulls, 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 bulls guy, and it just cracks me up because he can't like so differentiate. Wait, but so so really, what you're saying is I'm an idiot. No, 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 no. I'm saying <laughs> not, not I'm that saying, context. No, no, no. Because oh. I firstly, firstly, Mike is very intelligent on many other topics. I'm not saying that whatsoever. So I want to talk to you guys about my whole thing. I got really uh, irritated with Mike a couple of days ago, and I like literally. Was, that's why I was like, Mike. That's why I back off because you're passionate. Oh, good. You didn't tell you us this story. Mike is passionate. I want to hear this. So I, I, I was on a dating app, and this woman, and I were chatting, and she's a nice girl and everything. She's from Ireland, and she lives in uh, McLean, Virginia. Works at this mall, this big famous mall, and she calls me out of the blue, on this app. And she starts talking to me about like stuff, and we're talking, and she's like, um, "Gene, you're gonna love the story because it's just up. you and I have the same reaction to this stuff." So she's like, "I move. I originally, she's like, I love Michael Jackson. He's my favorite of all time. I think he's a beautiful human being and everything." She's like, "What do you think about?" It? I was like, "He's got great music. I love some of his songs. I love he's a great entertainer." He's like, "I don't think I trust him with kids." <laughs> and well, she goes, "It's true." This is bal- she, she, she goes ballistic. She goes. You're a completely negative person. He's the, the the kindest, most heartful person I've ever seen. Who will also grab your people. kids' balls? Yeah, and I and then I was like, I was like, just well, because he had met. healed, I go, yeah. I so so Mike, I said, you never met him. She's like, you never met him either. I go, right. yeah, but I'm one of the few people that I went into some of the court documents and like the news had some of the court documents and some of the things that were said in these court cases are public doc. And I, you'd read it and you're like, that's a hard thing to deny if a kid can report that michael's genitalia look a certain way that doesn't and, and then they actually inspected michael and they confirmed it i was like come on now and she's like oh my god you're such a negative person i can't believe you believe all that stuff i go so i i switched it on her i go there are people in america that think oj simpson didn't kill nicole brown simpson <laughs> there are black people that still insist that it's the white man against oj <laughs> right and so she was like i was like do you think that OJ, she's like, yeah, absolutely. I go, so so these people that are deniers, are they completely out of their mind? She goes, absolutely. <laughs> so then I go, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was like, <laughs> Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby 
for almost 20 years had accuser after accuser and oh. for years we denied it and all of a sudden we we came to the conclusion that we believe these women i go do you believe the women she goes absolutely i go why don't you believe these kids she goes they were just kids i go i go they're all adults oh now. my god <laughs> so, that's so, so more Mike, reason to believe them so i said i said so I, my whole point was how I understand you're a fan. You're a fan. You're just a fan. You just hope and wish that that's not. She's like, no, I know him. I go. How do you know him? She goes. The reason I moved from Ireland to America was because I wanted to be a dancer. My dream in life was to be a dancer for Michael Jackson. Right before he passed away, I was actually trying out for the dancers. I go. That was your dream in life, to have an old, old like grandpa of Michael Jackson. You wanted to be his dancer. I go. This is the most insane human being I've ever heard. And then she called me. <laughs> A, she goes. She, she she started to yell at me about how I was a negative person and that I could not get off the Michael Jackson topic. And I changed topics completely. I said I don't glorify anybody that I don't know as a person. I'll glorify my friends. I'll glorify my family. But I'm not going to glorify a Michael Jackson. I don't know. I used to glorify a Michael Jordan. I glorified, and I brought up Kobe Bryant and the fact that people try to try to uplift the fact that Kobe Bryant, like the woman that he supposedly sexually assaulted, was a whore and all that stuff. And she was like, "Oh, you know, he's a horrible person." I go, "But Michael Jackson's a good person." Then she <laughs> called me a bitch. She called me a bitch. She goes, oh, "Stop bitching. You're bitching too much because oh. what you're basically saying is." You don't like the fact that I have an a, opinion about Michael that's not the same as yours. I go, no, no, no. I'm telling you, your opinion of Michael Jackson is completely wrong. I'm telling you, everybody that's a parent would not allow their child with Michael Jackson. And she goes, I don't believe no. you for a second. Is she trying to be like fake woke or something? Oh like, where I don't are you know. Going so with this, it was, so it was the most ridiculous conversation. And so she started. Once you call me, like I'm trying to give you a lot of outs. I gave you Bill Cosby. I gave her like Kobe <laughs> Bryant, and she just would not come around on the fact that they were exactly the same situations and she called me the view i hung up on her and so the next week i think mike started going on his levine bull tangent and i was like oh no this is insanity <laughs> here we go again this is insanity i go i am a bulls fan to my core levine and they're Jackson. so bad <laughs> and, and then and then it was like and then it was like um Mike's like, oh, that guy played for the Bulls. So, so Mike, there's a guy that I know that quit his lawyer job and he's trying to start a podcast and he posts it up on YouTube and he's a Philadelphia guy. And he went on this tangent about how the missing piece for the 76ers last season was actually DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> I said, if they get DeMar DeRozan, they're literally the worst team ever because they have nobody. That can, no, they can't no shoot. Nobody can shoot the three-pointer and everybody is packing that paint on offense yeah. for them. And, and, and he goes, no, there's a missing part. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And it, what's funny is everything is spun to the 76ers. So he's like, they're gonna get Lillard because they're gonna trade Tobias Harris and this for Lillard. I go, what idiot GM would allow, what idiot GM to say, I want Tobias Harris for Lillard. <laughs> like, it, I, I and that's what I was saying Tobias is, Harris so Mike, from what I'm saying is like, I'm not saying that you can't be a fan. And I'm not saying that Gene does – I love when Gene brings up the Nets. I love when Gene brings up the, the Jets. But it there is a fantasy thing that people do when they're fanatical about the 76ers or the Bulls or anything. I just think you've got to be more realistic. If, if you guys have to have 10 things go well for them to make the four seed, they're probably not very good. It'd be equivalent if I said I'm a Kings fan and I said, you know what? De'Aaron Fox is the best point guard in the league. You have no idea how great he is. And I think Luke Walton is up and coming, and you don't know Buddy Heald's amazing and uh, Halliburton's going to take the next step. It's like it's the same situation. The Kings Buddy and the Hill, Bulls are no different. Or 
I could go and say, hey, we just drafted Zach Wilson. Um, if, if, we, By the way. If, if we have a couple things go right, we could win the division here. I can't even say it with a straight face. It's a little different because in NFL, NFL though, you can, the, you can go from worst to first. Get a chance at you can, but again, this is homerism again. No, but by the way, by the way, Mike, you can't even – it's not indefensible because the 10 best teams in the league and each conference go now. It's indefensible that you can even say like, oh, they're up and coming. 10 teams. It's, no, 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 it's no. Just, I said, I said, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, what, what I'm trying to say is, I am of the mind in the middle. If you're a four five seed, you just blow it up over and over again. There's too many examples of four yeah. five seeds just blowing up. And I actually think, so let's go to the Lillard thing. You know what team quietly, I think, is people are not, they're sitting a little bit and they're not understanding. Have you looked at the Pacers roster? Do you know how many players they've got that are like, they're very good. They've got uh, Brogdon, Levert, TJ Warren, yeah. Sabonis, and they've got uh, old boy uh, – TJ Warren came out of nowhere, by the, the way. The bubble. In the, in the bubble. Can, can I – and what I uh, – Turner, uh, Turner. Oh, Miles Turner. I yeah. said – Miles Turner. I said, you know what's weird about them is they literally – you could package three of those guys and get a Lillard. And if you think about it, if they had – they kept Levert or TJ Warren – and they keep Sabonis. They trade everybody else and say, hey, we'll take him for Lillard. That team is actually really, really good. Like, just from, like, like, like the, the Levert, Lillard, and Sabonis. And but I just – what cracks me up is – go there. I actually just think he wants to go to a winning situation. And I just think that it, it's yes. talent-based. And so what I said was, I think Lillard either tries to force his way to the 76 years or the Knicks. By the way, I'm of the mind that the Knicks are going to fall. They're not going to be – the best they can do with the way that they're – if they get bought, Lonzo Ball, they're just going to be – Mike and I saw what the Thibodeau point of view was. Like that point of playing does not do well. It, it, he, you just max out. Your, he runs your guys into the ground. You, you cap out. Look at – they try to lean yeah. on Todd Gibson. I've seen it already. What you have to do, in my opinion, is they have to build through the draft and get – a like if they can get a booker or they can get a cat. You cannot go after a ball. Like it's a waste of money but to go the, after. The Knicks are a in the situation now where they were the four in the East, so now they're yeah. And now you got to trust them year, on though. drafting. Yeah, I actually think that they're more likely to fall to like an eight. You know what? Just because I think. Hey, unless they get who? another another player, the Heat too. I don't think they're. They're not that far away. The Heat. I tend to. Okay, so there's a bunch of things about the NBA that trip me up. If you look at the four teams that made the the final, uh, the Eastern Conference, Western Conference final, the bubble, they none of them made out of the first round. They looked horrible. They looked tired. They were all hurt. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like making excuses, but this is the first year where I'm saying there's a lot of in the freshness was a bigger deal in this season because they basically played two seasons in like, you know, two and a half seasons, like one and a half seasons, like in like what nine months. And I, I, I'm not going to – it's not a pass per se. Like I thought the Nets have – some of the Nets have no excuses because Kyrie didn't play most of last year and Durant Harden did. showed up bad. And Durant did play last year. That's why I think he's playing in the Olympics this year because he didn't play last year. So there's no excuse for that. Um, but I do give it a pass because the Heat looked awful. I mean they got destroyed by the Bucks. Um, yeah, the the Lakers off. didn't look – I mean they got lost by 35 or 40 points almost. And that team destroyed the Bucks in the bubble – uh, the the Nuggets were completely decimated by injuries. 
it just there is something to that, and I just I don't know about the heat yet because I don't know if they're the health wise. Maybe it was Jimmy Butler sleeping with Rachel Nichols mojo. Maybe that too. I mean, that's the, I also think that the 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 Celtics there was a part. The Celtics were in the Eastern Conference Final. They looked a little flat. All they had a bunch of too. injuries too. So yeah, and yeah. I, that's what I'm saying is, to me, the Lillard piece is a big deal. This offseason is a horrible offseason. To me, I think it's going to be a lot of minor trade moves, and then the Lillard thing and DeRozan might be another. Where I could see the DeRozan thing going to the Lakers, and then you just see how stupid the Lakers are because DeRozan is not. You got to build around DeRozan's offense because he can't shoot threes, so you basically have to let him shoot fifteen footers over and over again, and it's just not. The Spurs tried that; it didn't work. So it's like that's why I'm the Spurs are willing to, to give him what, away. I, I honestly <laughs> want to see what the Sixers do with Ben. I I think he's tra- I think he's getting traded. I think I think his value is not as low as you guys think. Because I've, I've read the guy some... was passing up wide open layups. It no, was, no, but I said it, I, it heard, I heard I heard one of the trades I heard was to the to the Raptors for I think it was Lowry and like OG Ananobi and some draft picks, and the the Raptors would go with the four pick Ben Simmons and kind of start over. I've heard that. I've heard. I've does, heard does the. Does that do it for the Sixers? I mean, how old is no, Lowry now? That, yeah, but that, for whatever reason, there's this theory that Lowry needs to be with that team. I think if Lowry's on the team with Ben Simmons, they might win. But I don't think that there's no way for them to get Lowry without trading Ben Simmons anymore. Because I don't think like Tobias Harris has no value. Um, no, his contract's a, it's an albatross. Yeah. It, no, it, we can't hear you. Did we lose Mike? We. I, we just lost Mike. So I don't know. I, to me, he's got more value. Like you know, there was a point where they were. By the way, the biggest mistake they made is they should have just traded him straight up for. Um, they should have traded him straight up for Harden. Uh, that might be. I mean, in theory. By the way, there's so many different moves that happened that. Oh, if, yeah. if that trade happens, I actually think that the Nets are not the favorite. I think the the seventy six is the favorite. Uh, Simmons has a fresh start. It's just the whole the whole thing is just different. When did we lose Mike? Mike like, just exactly came, when he's coming back. I don't know. He sent a text. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what there that was. He's... I just I was totally oh, dropped. Okay. I tested everything. Everything was fine. So I don't know what that was. Anyway, I think we saying? hit we hit the the, hit the what were what did you hear? Mark. What'd you what'd you miss what'd you miss last thing I said? Uh DeRozan? Yes. Or the seventy sixers. Seventy sixers trade. you were you were talking you were you were talking about uh the seventy sixer guy and he knew exactly Oh yeah. The, 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 the supposedly Simmons was like everybody keeps the thing is that everybody's trying to give him like horrible offers, but the reality is, you know, their GM is one of the best. He's not gonna take a lesser value. So He's gonna wait out till Lillard. He's only he's asking for all the stars and everything. Um, the the off is gonna be interesting, huh? Brand? Elton Brand. No, uh, it's no, else. not Brand. I'm talking about uh, Daryl Morey. Morey. Oh, that's right. Morey. Brand is the jam, but Morey's the guy that's running. Uh, so yeah. the the two teams yeah. that I think have there, it's it's a very important off season. The Warriors is one. Uh, because I think that they can either turn their championship window open and open it for like four or five more years, or they can just try to 
piecemeal like a two-year plan and just win two more rings or something like that. Because I think that they either they draft well or they trade it for a young guy. I think I actually not sure what the Raptors going to do whatsoever. I have no idea. Plus, they got the fourth pick, and the fourth pick is going to be a really good player. Plus, so those plus are the two teams. Know where they're playing. Yeah, that's another thing. I think they're still playing in Tampa this year. I feel bad for them because that's it, so weird. I don't know because the uh, the Blue Jays are allowed back in Toronto. I think oh, the Canadian right. government did give an exception to that, but I could by the time. By the way, the problem starts, with the team playing there isn't the issue. It's all of the players coming in and out of Canada that they're no, worried no, about. Uh, no, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. if they're it's, allowing so the I mean, baseball team to do it, I, I can't see them stopping it for the I NBA. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, do we want to touch on the Olympics? Really yeah, we are. State, we're though. we're actually running low on time here. We got a few minutes. So, uh, any thoughts on the Olympics besides the fact Firstly, that? The USA uh, is not going to win the gold in basketball at this rate. Can we talk uh, high level? I'm shocked that the Olympics are this Friday. Um, well, it's one, already two, started. I, the, the U.S. women's team lost today. Yeah. By the way, well, I mean, I understand. Starts for the Olympic team. Well, he he's not even in he's not in Japan right now because he got he's under the yeah, COVID yeah, no, scare. COVID but, protocol. But um, he's, he's yeah, but that's all right. Javale McGee will carry them through. We're gonna to have to get some sort of uh, noise thing where we bring up bulls. It's gonna be a, like a mooing noise, and then when Levine comes up, it's gonna be a ding because he just brings up those two topics way too often. Um, or a mute button. No, no. Well, what's yeah. shocking to me has been that I, I don't know if you guys in stats, but Japan has twenty percent of the people have been vaccinated. <laughs> Do you know conception how scary that is? You're sending people from all over the country to a place that's twenty percent vaccinated, which means that that could be a, like a, a complete like. That's infestation a, of the germs. call a super spreader event. <laughs> super spreader event. And then the fact that some of these, uh, I don't know if you, I follow, I'm, I'm a big swimmer, so I follow. There's a guy on the team that openly talked about how he didn't get vaccinated because he thought it'd affect his training. And what's shocking to me is he's like, I think I made the right choice. I'm like, you're going to a country that's 20% vaccinated and you're going to be sharing a pool with people from all over the country. I would just got vaccinated on the fact that like, I'm better off. I'm just better off. Like, and I just, I don't know how it's going to work. One. Two, I don't know if they have a, a contingency plan. If you start having athletes like track and field that well, are Well, don't they sick, already have you... like 20 athletes who've got this? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know how you get, if it's in the, it's already in the village. And I actually stayed in Barcelona in the Olympic village. They turned into an apartment complex. There's a, those quarters are not very big. <laughs> I'm not telling you. I don't know how it's going to work. The basketball team probably has the best chance because they don't stay. In, they stay like at luxury hotels and they're separated. And they're probably going to just tell the players to quarantine amongst themselves. I just I'm very uncomfortable with the way it. It feels like it's just come up against us, and they're sending athletes, and I just don't know how it's going to work. One, two. The basketball team, what's shocking to me has been they had eight players to play. They have eight players right now yeah. in in Japan. And their game Sunday, Middleton, Brooker, and Drew Holiday will not be there until Saturday morning. <laughs> and they play Saturday morning. With supreme jet lag. Or Sunday right? morning. Yeah, supreme jet lag. Yeah, and Lots of think, champagne think, for those two guys. Yeah. And then... JaVel McGee's on the team, which you guys I, – I sent my guys here. Oh, JaVel McGee will have potentially one gold medal and three rings. It, it's fascinating. <laughs> His resume doesn't make any sense. He's got no stats. that is not a signal of the apocalypse, 
Apocalypse. Correct. I, I don't uh, but know what I, it is. The women's team losing was more fascinating. The women's team lost, and yeah. I thought the women's team was never going to lose ever again, and they lost to Australia, and I was like, whoa. I don't. I. I think we're gonna go. It's gonna. I think they're gonna win. I just don't think that they're gonna go. They're not gonna in the uh, what do you call it before the uh, the round where it's the metal round. The kind of comp- the round robin. Pre- right? The round robin. I think they're gonna lose a couple of games. One game. One or two games. The, well, you know there's. Dri- you know what drives me. Drives me nuts is all of a sudden game after game, telecast after telecast for the men's basketball team. They talk about how the international game is more physical than the NBA game. Which it is. is. It's totally more physical. But when did that happen? It's always it's been, always that, been that way. Tim it's, Duncan, which is Tim funny Duncan, because they don't play defense. Yeah, so. Tim Duncan refused to play after 04 because he um, – post players, because it's a trapezoidal paint, you can – you basically you play a zone, but then you beat the hell out of anybody. Yeah, you paint. just whack them. So what happens is like Duncan got to the point where he got annoyed because he was getting fouled on every play. And he got to the point where he's like, I can't play this way. And then he got a blue eyes medal anyway. So it, it's to me, when you said they need to get sides, what they needed is like, they need guys, because I don't know all the rules, if you know all the rules, Mike, but you can tip the ball off the rim if it's on the rim. Yeah, yeah, so like, if you have like a DeAndre Jordan, I understand why you have them. But the reality is like, you actually need a bunch of perimeter players. And I don't think they have enough perimeter players. They have need a lot of wings, but I think their problem is going to be they got a lot of one-on-one shooters, and I don't think you can't win international ball that because they just beat like fouled yeah, out. Definitely, that's probably. definitely a good point. I mean, Lillard, Levine, you keep go all the way down the list. They're one-on-one players. Yeah, and, it, it, and it's it's troublesome because they haven't practiced with one another either. No, <laughs> they have like, not. They have not practiced, and that's the other thing. And then the women's soccer team got blitzed three-zero by Sweden I just, today. I have no uh, yeah, idea. Yeah, I have yeah, no was... idea. I think this is going to be the most we- like the weirdest Olympics we've ever seen. But and I'm actually kind of excited. There's, <laughs> it's there, like... there is some intrigue to it too because, like in tennis, Djokovic has won all three majors so far this year, so he could mm-hmm. get the he can go for the Grand Slam plus the gold medal. By the so, way, uh, he he actually I I've got more respect for him because I I thought he was going to tail off a little bit. He's he's actually kicking it up. Uh, before we end, because I know you guys have to end. So this was my topic, and we're not going to have time to do it. I just want you to talk. So I got four players. Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaq, and David Robinson. All number one picks, all centers, all Hall of Famers, all top 50 players, right? Yep. The whole conversation I was trying to say recently, because Mike got me thinking, because he kept saying Levine's better than all the other two, two guys. I was like, you know what? Let's actually do a better job of this with historical players. And gauge it way differently. So supporting cast is one. So supporting cast would be rank them who had the worst to best. So oh, the worst we get four. Ewing had the worst. Then we would have a debate on who had next. Defensive. Who is the best defender of the four? Skill set wise. So skill set. When I say skill set, would be size is one skill set, but multiple skill sets. So. Were you a great defender? Could you play? Could you play on the perimeter? Could you hit a jumper? Could you? So it takes the Shaq thing. The Shaq's almost dominant, right? But it takes the fact that Shaq couldn't shoot a jumper or a free throw out of it. So who is diversifying skill set, right? Then the the fourth category, I would say, gifted. Who is the most gifted? From kind of just Shaq is the most gifted physically, but there's other. Fakim had the best feet I've ever seen. David Robinson was like the crazy i've ever seen then this is where this is where um 
Ewing kind of gets killed a little bit. Like, who had the best start story? Start story. So Ewing was, I don't know if you know this, Mike, but Ewing might have been, outside of Kareem, he's the biggest recruit ever out of high school. Oh, that was, that was of, huge. He made, yeah. he made Georgetown University. Yeah, so, so the, the whole point conference. is, so, so I'm recalibrating it. So Poor when Indiana. you started, yeah, no, when, but when, when you started, what were you potentially supposed to be? And when you ended, what did you? So Hakeem becomes number, he gets four points because he started basketball late. And he basically transitioned into the number one pick. And David Robinson was a guard that grew like six inches. And then he was in the Navy. And then the, the, the sixth category is intangibles. So we have this debate. And I, I have all the stats. I have players, all these things. And we'll, we'll debate. And then I weight it, you know, four to one. And then I'll score it. And then we'll actually then see, like, hey, is Shaq really the best of the four? Because Or did Shaq have the best situation? And so for – Power forwards, I have C-Webb, KG, Dirk, and I think I had a fourth one. I have to think of who the fourth one. For point guards, Chuck? I've got Carlos, Carlos Boozer. No, no, it wasn't Chuck. Oh, it, it, it was Carmel. It was Carmelo. 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 I think Carmelo. Because okay. the reason I don't like Chuck is I, I think that Chuck. It, Chuck, it's weird. Chuck is like an aberration to me because he's six five. <laughs> he's really six five. He's probably six three. <laughs> Six three. He's shorter than Michael by two inches. Legitimate. So so the, the, then I have point guards. It's Chris Paul, Stockton, uh, Tony Parker, and Jay. Or no no, it was Gary Payton and Jason Kidd. We took those four guys, and every every the next three we do we have this debate, and I'd have like stats and like MVPs and stuff like that because be there's a there's a there's a relationship to all four guys that that they all played against each other at one point, but everybody's like, oh, who's the best? So I took out, like, Duncan's the best. So we take out Duncan. Shaq is considered the best, but I'd argue that Hakeem was better. And, you know, and I always said, felt like I, Ewing I, I got... Think Hakeem always yeah, but I've always thought Ewing got the short end, so I was going to start with the Senators. And Which I always get Doc, David Robinson... Except for the 94 finals, when Ewing and Olajuwon met, Ewing would dominate that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that we can... We'll bring up college, too. That's why Gene... That's why I wanted to bring you. Like I love this idea because Ewing, oh, Ewing from the beginning was supposed to be Bill Russell, and then I, my opinion is he played four years in that Thompson system. He looked very old, like a couple years into the NBA, and there's been conversations that he just yeah, like I used to call him he leather, got too big. To yeah, he got too big, or something happened to him. But I always thought that Ewing. For all the bashing, he doesn't have a ring. He actually had the worst supporting cast of all of everybody. And I well, can list up players, but I think it's it's criminal that he never got a chance CBA, to play with Bernard players. King. No, but yeah, Bernard King was the best player, but he had him for two seasons. But he like didn't have to him. me, Bernard was hurt. But but the, the counter argument, like the reason, everything I the, the the spin for this whole conversation was everybody says Shaq's the best, but the fact is Shaq had the best supporting cast I've ever he seen. He had Wade and Kobe. Them. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had LeBron. Oh, he was Rick, on the Rick Fox. Rick Fox is much better than people give. give him no, no, no. But, I, but what I'm saying, supporting cast is he like, who is the second cast. or third best players every time? And it's like Hakeem wanted. So the reason I brought, when the power forwards bring it, like C Webb, Dirk, like when you win a title, like like KG won a title, and Dirk won a title. Dirk's title to me is more impactful because he did by completely by himself and that's why Hakeem's one of his titles he did by himself so that was the whole conversation we're going to have and then the Stockton Peyton Jason Kidd 
and CP3. Peyton's the only one that has a ring, but he was a role player. So we're no, the whole Kid debate is going Oh yeah, he does. Again, so it's the same situation. Yeah, <laughs> they were like completely. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying is that we're going to have an actual debate about these guys. I'm going to figure out criteria. So, like, for each position, it's going to be different. So, like, I the reason I brought up supporting cast, defensive skill set, gifted for – centers are de- defined by certain things. Power forwards, we're, it's going to be versatility, blah, blah, blah. And then I might throw Rashid in the fifth. I might throw Rashid as a five because I think that Rashid totally, might be – Totally underrated. Ball yeah, totally underrated, but he's crazy. Ball. So yeah, yeah. for so that, that's the other thing is I'm gonna put crazy in the factor for the, the four the power forwards because the KG was crazy, Chris Harper was crazy, and then for the centers or, or the guard, well, the point guard. Use Kurt Thomas. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying about oh. that the craziness is like 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 Rashid might have been the most talented of the five, but he was he, he just he, couldn't stay on. He the stopped floor. playing. He stopped playing basketball at some point. He became a role player for some reason. And for the point guards, I think those four guys, it's crazy. They're very similar, yet everybody poo-poos on Stockton, but his stats are ridiculous. And yet Jason Kidd is considered amazing, yet his ring is useless, in my opinion, and Peyton's ring is useless. So we're going to have an actual weighted debate about this. We're going to bring up, like, yeah, because yeah. I would kid, deba- I, I would debate that because kid we'll debate that. Kid was a yeah he was he was a stabilizing force on that team. Peyton no 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 what like, I'm Peyton was like more of a bench backup point guard on that Heat team. Yeah, to no 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 but, right. But what I'm saying is is that what I'm saying is that when you look at him, you're saying oh well Jason Kidd has a ring, Peyton has a ring, so they're automatically better. No, because if you no, think no, about not it, necessarily the ring because Mitch Richmond has a ring and that ring was yeah. yeah but garbage. what I'm saying is that this was this was my criteria. <laughs> This is my criteria to figure out ways for us to actually, instead of legacy and rings and everything, have a three guys that watch these these players and then have a weighted debate on well, scoring them four to one and then titling it and saying, look, based off of our analysis, this is what. And I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna try to big, bring up two guards that aren't like Jordan, or like bring up like kind of the second tier guys that I, I throw them in a pod. Or like small forwards like Scotty and a bunch of other people that I, I think that are fairly similar, like a T Mac and um, yeah, th- I'm trying to figure out T Mac equivalents and like that era. You, you get what I'm saying? So like, yeah, you, well, yeah. top but players that we you don't know. Want to go Kobe, you want to go somebody? Yeah, it's not yeah. like T-Mac. we're taking the guys that are top tiers out. Like Duncan is not in my right, power forward position because yeah. he's just right. Or clearly, you, you don't you don't use Durant. Yeah, and so the reason I say the power forward, I took out like like if you look at Barkley was every single one of the guys that I brought up, they're about six eleven, they're about the same length and everything. That's what I mean, comparable body types, comparable everything, comparable origins, and then we talk about it. And then and then I have another debate about like the other debate I have is like Duncan, Kobe, and I'm trying to figure out two other guys, and saying who had the best career. And have criteria for that because everybody, I, I think everybody loves Kobe too much a little bit, <laughs> and we yeah, always forget about he like big, he that. Had a long, he had a long lull there. Yeah, yeah but what I mean by the, that is the Lakers got bad for a stretch. The Spurs never yeah, were bad. But, but I was days. so my thing is, and, and Gene's gonna Gene Gene as a Yankee fan, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Is I so I got really big in the last couple of weeks about like looking at baseball players and looking at Hall of Famers. And Jeter is going to the Hall of Fame this year, and I grew up in the same time with Derek Jeter. He's the guy. I was like, I'm going to get out of Kalamazoo. Jeter got out of Kalamazoo, blah, 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 blah. When I think about Jeter, sometimes I forget, like, he's not – to me, he's not one of the best – like, 
like Ken Griffey Jr. is a better player than no, Gr- just Jeter is a very interesting case because yes, he's got the hits and the average, but his thing is intangibles. Intangibles, and, but and but what I said that, was right. So uh, what I mean by that is there's an LA factor and a New York factor. Kobe, it, it's the LA factor with Kobe, in my opinion, because if Kobe was doing the same thing in Charlotte, he would just be really Charlotte, really good. Yeah. Yeah, you know yep. what I'm saying is like, and so what I what was shocking to me was I so I, I'm trying to I'm, I started I bought a Ken Griffey Jr. signed Hall of Fame jersey, I've got a uh, Derek Jeter signed jersey. I'm trying to look for like some of my favorite players. I'm trying to get some memorabilia, and Mariano Vera is one of my favorite players, and his 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 jersey is not as as high as Jeter's, and it, the reason is for what Jeter's is love for love, but for Jeter and me, if we tie the debate, Mariano Vera is the reason why they won all their rings, in my opinion. Because legitimately, uh, that guy never he, he never, never had a bad World Series. He was not well, allowed to have a bad World Series. The 2001 game. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is that in every one they won, he is like, he, he, every game that they won, basically he's if, pitching. If, if and, Mariano blew the save, you lost the series. He only blew three correct. in his career. In his career. And what I said was for that, though. When you say who is where is Mariano Rivera in the best closer conversation, he's number one ever, he ever, has to be. ever, he ever, has ever. To be. right? Jeter is not in like historically, he's Don't not going to be. I think they say not, he's in the top 10, like, but he's not seven, he wasn't eight, even nine the best shortstop on his own team for a stretch, correct? There's a period of time where I there was a debate whether he should play third, they should flip him because there was a they were wondering if A Rod had better range still. So the whole conversation, when I heard that and I started doing this research, I started realizing, why don't we ever do that with these players? Instead of ranking them one through five, like career ways, careers aren't rated the same way. Like if you put Michael and switched them with Clyde Drexler, would Clyde have more than one ring? Probably. Would Michael have less than six? Probably, because the supporting cast is completely different. So the whole idea was we can gauge the supporting cast, gauge their skill set, gauge how better they were defensively, offensively passer for the point guards and then we can gauge it ourselves and so i thought this was a fun way of doing stuff that i haven't actually seen anybody do yet and i think it'd be a great fun I, thing for i us will to do. readily admit there will be some homerism there especially when it comes to the point guards because oh what, no no, no. What, what, what jay say, kid did say? in 2002 with that net team and transformed it even though they only won 50 games but they got to the nba finals Unheard of for that franchise. But, 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 oh, but how but Mike did that and Gene, Stephon Marbury look? By the no, way. no. But what I'm saying is that the reason there's going to be homerism, though. But I'm I'm giving you different categories. So we'll talk about supporting cast, and we'll we'll talk about who had the best supporting cast, who had the worst supporting cast. So Stockton clearly had Carl Malone, so he probably had the best supporting cast, and he played with him his whole career. It mm-hmm. you get more points if your supporting cast is worse. You see right. what I'm saying? So right, right. For, so Jason oh, Kidd. Well, set up, yeah. yeah. So. So you can be Homer and say he was better, blah, blah, blah. But, but then when I say, like, so intangibly, who do you think, like, and we're going to have a debate. We are going to score our own way, and then it's going to be weighted. So you have three people as opposed to four where you get two, two. Three people are going to vote differently. And, again, because the Bulls are out of this, Mike can't just say, oh, Scotty's the best. The tennis <laughs> is the best. <laughs> it's going to be a co- – well, and I, again, I, I wouldn't break Scotty the best. I yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying good. is that what, I, what I'm, I'm, I'm picking him per position, and I'm picking him kind of in a criteria that I think you guys will agree, Dirk, KG, C-Webb, and Rashid, and then Carl Malone, they kind of played – they overlapped a lot of their – I mean, Carl was a little older, but the reason I kept him in there was because – He's actually ranks lower on my list than the other guys because I just think he's a byproduct of Stockton. So when I do this, I think you guys will understand what the fun part about it will be. You can even play Homer, but like 
I actually think Jason Kidd's going to score out very well because defensively he's great, but is he better than Peyton? Is he better than Stockton? Because he's versatile. Versatility, there's going to be. So we're going to do this with a bunch of players. And then I'm also going to bring up another thing where Mike can go bonkers. It's going to be the what-if players. Oh, the what-if players. Oh, God, with, don't start me with that. Derrick Rose, Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill, and I'm trying to figure out a fourth or fifth right there. So it's going to be like – <laughs> That's oh, it's the ultimate example. what if. Well, the problem with Len is he never – oh, 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 Brad Doherty was the fourth guy. Me. Brad Doherty was the fourth guy I, I was trying to think maybe, but I don't know if Mike knows enough about Brad to remember like – Oh, he was really good. Yeah, and so, so like, you guys oh. like this idea. So every time I think the last oh, like 15 know, minutes, we can have this debate. I hated that team. That's what I'm saying. That team literally – everybody got hurt. But if that team was alive Nance, and healthy, Price, they could have given the Bulls some – they had everything the Bulls Ron didn't Harper. have, point guards and centers. Yeah, but and the Bulls Harper. usually would sweep them. Yeah, but the problem was they traded Harper the for – The Bulls historically uh, had problems with guard, guard, by the way, point guards and centers. I, I have another fact. When the summer, we know about basketball. I have another thing. Worst trades ever. I'm going to throw one out for you. Ron Harper for Danny Ferry. Oh. Ron Harper and draft picks for Danny Ferry. Oh. Pull up the, some of the worst trades that you've seen in the history of the league. Anything Figure, Billy like, King did. Oh yeah, hey, can I can I say one thing? <laughs> we, we talk about um, Afri- African American coaches, and I love the fact that African. Can I say that the reason there are not a lot of African American GMs is Billy King, <laughs> and the guy, old guy from uh, the Magic, that oh. uh, he he. he Butchered the magic. He traded for oh, Gilbert Arenas. Oh, who was butchered. that? Oh, I know. I can't remember his name. And then there was always Elgin Baylor, who just you know. Baylor. Baylor's another example. Baylor's another example. I have a great conversation oh. about. If you look he at the Clippers' had, curse, had his hands tied. The Clippers' curse of needs. Danny Manning, Blake Griffin, yeah, Harper. <laughs> the yeah. amount of people that hurt their knees in the Clippers. I never liked. Didn't Lloyd Vaught hurt his knees too? Like, yeah, like yeah. Anybody. Every like, there's like a there's a running theme about people at that team hurting their knees, and it like that's like Portland. Think... Portland always. Oh, oh, Kawhi is an example. Kawhi just hurt his knee again. So <laughs> that right, was I was listening right. to a podcast and it was like hilarious. It's like there's a curse about the Clippers and knees. <laughs> it's just like it's crazy because I remember thinking Danny Manning hurt, blew out his knee, and he was like amazing. And then he blew out his knee, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't ever the same. First up the knees. Oh, yeah, so that's oh, what I'm saying. I, but that's if you guys want to do a little homework on some of those players, do that. You can do some homework on them. Yeah. And be ready Send for a lively debate. It's not going to be an argument. Yeah, yeah, but we can't. That, it's not even a, like a real argument. No, it's it's actually a personal. It's, it's really just like personal preference and who you thought was the best defensively or who you thought was the most gifted, and explaining it and then ranking it and I'll just score. So that's how we'll do it. Well, that's an excellent teaser okay. for the next show, which will be coming mm-hmm. soon. So um, we'll wrap it up, gentlemen. Great discussion as always, and we'll see you on the next one. Miss talking to you guys. It was fun. Yeah, this was a good one. Good as usual. Yep. <laughs>